0: AJ, what's gender? Uh, I I, I don't know.
1: I, I don't even know her.
0: But you're the older, wiser co-host. I need you to know these things so you can guide me.
1: Um, well, I would say that gender is, <laughs> is something... Nobody understands. Like, we, a bunch of people, uh, came together and thought they understood it, and they were like, yes, these are the set defined rules that we must, uh, that we must pave so that, uh, you know they didn't even know what kind of goal that they were uh, looking to accomplish, but here we are, uh, four hundred thousand years later, and somehow we're only now starting to bust this down. It's a wonder that the, that it took us this long, really. Gender is that old? Yes. Don't you know it happened all the way back in uh, in, in in ancient uh, Flurible Barbolia, and and then the, this this person named. Uh, Turbis uh, he was like, uh, I feel like people should be divided into two. Those with the those with the chest hair and those with the mammaries. And they were like, and he was like, they should act. Uh, uh, uh. Can you tell <laughs> I'm not a fan of public speaking? It's a good thing you're not in public. Indeed. And good thing I'm not a college professor neither. Seriously, why did you ask me this in the first place? Oh, because I wanna know. But they couldn't even unlock the secrets of gender, so why should we be able to?
0: Well, because it's it's been a while since this episode aired. I would have thought we would have learned some more about it. About the secrets of manhood, womanhood, non-binary hood, all the other hoods.
1: We're all from the hood.
0: Boys in the Hood, Toys in the Hood, which was a working title for Toy Story, Leprechaun in the (laughs) Hood. Wait, are you for real? Yes, I'm for real. I don't think they I don't think they seriously wanted to use it, but it was on their list.
1: That is hilarious. So, what are the secrets of gender and can we unlock them in about 40 minutes? Find out on this episode of Into the Falls. <laughs>
0: Welcome to Into the Falls, a Gravity Falls podcast. I'm Mary, and I know lots of things.
1: I'm AJ, and I know nothing.
0: This is a podcast where I guide AJ through the wonderful weirdness of Gravity Falls, my favorite show that he has never seen.
1: If you're a new arrival like me, or looking to relive some crazy summer memories, come with us and let's dive into the falls.
0: AJ, the questions aren't done yet because it's time for a new segment I am calling the Into the Falls Mystery Minute. Ooh. You can play game show music over this. All right. I have a question here that's worth six points.
1: All right. Lay it on me.
0: So the question is, there were three major guest voices in this episode. Can you name the actor and the character and match them up? Oh, boy. If you get the right actor, but not the right character, you get one point, and vice versa. If you get the character and the actor, you get two points. So if you get them
1: all 100% right, that's six points. Oh, I'm really bad at this. (laughs) Oh, boy. I get actors' names and faces wrong all the time. I'm going to do horrible at this. Um... But I'm gonna go out on a limb and guess uh, our guest stars this week were Lazy Susan, uh, the Multi Bear, and and uh, and the Manitar. You have two
0: points. Can you guess any of the actors' names?
1: Uh, I feel like I should just say no and cop out.
0: You can't. You can't think of any guest actors who might be in this episode. Um. John Ritter, possibly related to Jason Ritter. John Ritter died in like 2004. Forgot. And he was he was Jason Ritter's father. You got that part right, but that wasn't part of the question, so you don't get a point for that.
1: Jim Hanks, Tom Hanks's brother, because we mentioned Toy Story earlier. Uh, that's that's kind of a leap,
0: and uh, no, he was not in this episode. Can you think? Okay, think of past episodes. Think of of things that have stumped you. Will Forte. Will Forte is in it. That's three points for you. I got one. You can't name who played who.
1: Will Forte played the multi bear. You think Will
0: Forte played the multi bear? Final answer, Regis. That is incorrect. You ended up with three points. Aww. So not bad, not bad. You got three points.
1: We'll get them next time.
0: I will give you two out of the three because I want you to keep looking out for Will Forte. I want to wait for you to. I want to wait for you to figure it out. Um, so Lazy Susan is played by Jennifer Coolidge. The Multi-Bear is played by Alfred Molina. <laughs>
1: Alfred Molina. All right. A.K.A. Dr. Octopus. By the way, as we're recording this, apparently Twitter's in a tizzy because apparently the new Spider-Man movie trailer has leaked.
0: It didn't. Um, It did leak, but then they released it officially like 12 hours
1: later. So it's just out. Okay. I, I just keep seeing uh this one gif of Alfred Molina going... Hello, Peter.
0: Uh, it's pronounced gif, so I'm gonna
1: have to dock you a point for that. Whatever. I stand by this. I I will say gif until my deathbed, and you can can go squeeze a manhandle over it. Well,
0: that's a strange metaphor, but let's talk about this episode. What'd you think?
1: Uh, (laughs) this is probably the most uncomfortable I've ever been watching an episode of Gravity Falls, and there haven't been many episodes thus far, but (laughs) just the whole, uh concept revolving around this silly idea of manliness and dipper who's just like 12 striving for this it was just like uh okay
0: but i mean that is that is something that 12 year olds i feel like would worry
1: about yeah just by nature they're kind of late bloomers already
0: yeah puberty is when you're starting to figure that stuff out and you're insecure if you don't fit a certain image that people have for you, and for Dipper, that's he wants to be taken seriously and he wants to be seen as
1: a man, a man, not a boy, a man, and not uh somebody who listens to what was it, famous Icelandic pop group Baba? Baba, <laughs> I just like how silly that was. Disco girl, girl coming through. through. I'll
0: Uh, when you did the ad for the last one that we released, episode three, and you said the you said they like really liked Abba, and that's why they opened the Viking Biking Bar, I was like, hmm, I don't know if they did. Uh, so in the in my notes, I have Abba is masculine enough for the Viking bikers, but Baba is where they draw the line, because <laughs> they're two completely different acts.
1: Yeah, there's a very strict difference.
0: Speaking of acts, we have Manly Dan in this episode again. Not as much, but he's there.
1: Yeah. I feel like uh, that was a good uh, way to sort of segue into the main manliness plot is just to have him show up and then just blow that blow the head off of that machine. And I mean, I got to give Dipper some credit. He was able to get to man before he just kind of ran out of steam. Yeah. But apparently that's that's not man enough. Apparently that's still only able to be classified as a cutie patootie. Which, I want to speak to the manufacturer about that.
0: The manufacturer didn't uh, take their required GWS courses in college? (laughs)
1: Hm, cheapos.
0: Okay, so the prize was a stack of pancakes that was just sitting next to the machine on like a little end table. How long was it there?
1: Who knows? I have to assume uh, before the diner opened, somebody cooked up a stack and then set it up there. Uh, for opening time. And is- I have to hope, I have to hope that that stack of pancakes is rotated regularly. Otherwise I'm gonna need to call a health inspector on this place. There's no, there's no good scenario here
0: because if they're rotating the stacks, they're wasting a lot of food. And if they're not, they're just giving cold pancakes away as a prize, unless that's just, those are just the display pancakes. And if you get when they just cook you up new ones, but everyone, everyone got those pancakes because Manly Dan like pounded it and they went everywhere. So they're all just having cold ass, maybe stale pancakes. And like, it's not like you can reheat them. Have you ever tried to reheat a pancake? They taste terrible.
1: Yeah, it's, it's not ideal. I've tried the microwave. I've tried the toaster. It's it's a toaster. little good in the toaster, but I've never I mean, heard of... you sort of get that crust with the soft inside. That's really nice, but I mean, it's never going to be as good as the real thing.
0: I've never heard of anyone doing that. I've never heard really? of anyone doing that. No. The only, the only time I've heard of putting pancakes in the toaster is when Eggo made those little mini pancakes, which I think they still do. But...
1: Oh yeah, they probably do.
0: So Lazy Susan, she's shown up before... Uh, this is the first time we really get any focus on her. What'd you think of her?
1: Uh she was pretty cute. She seemed pretty uh typical diner typical old diner lady
0: she's got one working eye yeah <laughs> i was so uncomfortable watching her like move her eyelid to wink cuz she's got like really pointy <laughs> nails and i'm like no 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 you're going to scratch yourself like <laughs> i cannot imagine like the first day i wore contacts when i went to take them out my nails were too long and i scratched my eye oh like they weren't they weren't sharp but they were long and i just oh god Oh, that's a nightmare. I'm pretty sure Lazy Susan had a stroke before this episode because she is barely forming full sentences.
1: (laughs) You know what? She's trying her best. And I mean, she's still able to keep this place semi running to health code. So, I mean, good for her.
0: Yeah, but she just she just she just like throws the plate on the table and goes.
1: Well, I mean, that's kind of that's kind of on brand with the uh, with the sign out there. We have food. have food.
0: I forgot that was their slogan. That's the thing about um, I have in my notes. The thing about rewatching this is like I haven't rewatched a lot of these episodes for a while. And so that really helps because a lot of the jokes feel very fresh. Like I forgot a lot of these until I watched the episode tonight.
1: Oh, yeah, I totally get that. And I've sort of seen enough uh, at this point that my mind sort of cues clues into the show's kind of uh, brand of uh, small jokes like that, and so I'm like, okay, where am I gonna find them? And then say, there's an establishing shot right there. I'm like, oh, there's one. Oh, there's another, and I just smile.
0: So Lazy Susan is played by Jennifer Coolidge, who's a character actress. Um, I, I guess would be her title. I don't, I don't know what defines a character actor or a character actress, but I, I would call Jennifer Coolidge a character actress. Uh, she was Paula in Legally Blonde. Uh, She was the stepmother in a Cinderella story. I'm trying to think what else. I might have to Google it. Forgive me, Jennifer Coolidge.
1: I would say my definition of a character actor would be they play, they usually play one character and play them very, very well.
0: Yeah, I would say that's Jennifer Coolidge. That's kind of her brand from everything I've seen her in. Oh, I guess she was the main character's mom in Promising Young Woman, but I didn't see that. Uh, most recently, she was in The White Lotus, which I also haven't seen, but I hear good things about. She's been in a lot of Christopher Guest movies. She played uh, Janine Stifler in the American Pie film series. I think that's one of the character's moms.
1: Yeah, this is, I, I can sense a theme here.
0: Yeah, she always... that's kind of That's kind of her brand of humor is the way she delivers lines as Lazy
1: Susan. That's pretty much every Jennifer Coolidge role I've seen. By the way, what... Uh, what would you? Uh, what ship name would you give uh, Stan and Susan?
0: That's a good question. Um, Susan Stusen, is a little weird, because um, maybe it's someone named Stew. Stu Stan. Um, mm, maybe, but then we have Seuss.
1: Yeah, Mabel just comes up with Susan, Stan, and then Seuss is just like. Hey, that's my name, dude. I'm so some tan. <laughs> Oh, yeah. He, uh... I'm
0: soft like a woman. That's my <laughs> Seuss impression.
1: I'm soft like a woman.
0: I forgot there was another waitress at this diner. I only remembered Lazy Susan. Oh, there was another waitress?
1: I didn't... I don't remember one either.
0: At, like, the very beginning, she's, like, hitting an animal with a broom. I think it was, like, a raccoon.
1: Oh, yeah. No, it was... Th- they were beavers. I don't think they were... Were they beavers? I saw the buck teeth. They were
0: beavers. Okay, we need to... I need to know. I need to go back to the episode.
1: Mary's going to fact check this, and then we're going to start another new segment on Into the Falls called Beaver Count, where we count the beavers that make an appearance in each episode of Into the... F- of Gravity Falls. See, this is what happens when your mouth runs at a... runs a core I-7, and your brain runs a Pentium-2.
0: I have no idea what those words were that you said, Um, but I'm going to check... Uh, This is animal check... Or we check those animals for species and genus. We're taking
1: you back to school, kids.
0: I noticed there's a little, there's a little boy scout in the first establishing shot of the shack, just like standing outside. It's, it's, uh, it's the, it's the kid of that guy, that guy, that indecisive guy. Perhaps. He's not a very attentive father.
1: Yeah, he's more concerned with either puma shirt or panther shirt. But I mean, I'm sure that's a big conundrum to somebody.
0: Puma shirt, panther shirt, puma (laughs) shirt.
1: Panther shirt. By the way, do we want to talk about do we want to talk about how Stan was literally gonna lock that guy inside so that he and Dipper and Mabel could dip and go get pancakes? What kind of business practice is that?
0: Well not only was he going to do it, they did it. And they were all just fine with it. That's like, oh it was a beaver. Ah, oh, damn it. Okay, that the that's like- strike again! <laughs> but like that moment was just like so delightful to me, not because I want him to be stuck in this store, just because I think it's so fun when like the kids are also in on this sort of mischief that Stan's doing like in Headhunters, when he's like, avenge me kids, avenge me! And they just have little smiles on their faces while they run off to go interrogate <laughs> people. It's just so fun when they're like all getting into it.
1: Yeah, they're in the thick of this lifestyle now.
0: Into the thick of it! What?
1: Did that, did you, did you hear that?
0: I heard sick of this lifestyle now.
1: No, I, I, I said thick of, they're in the thick of this lifestyle now.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, it's too late for them. Gopher
1: and fuck Yeah,
0: that fits, because we were talking about Looney Tunes earlier, because, uh, those gophers like cruising. Sure do. They love, <laughs> they're a big fan of cruising. Anyone... <laughs> Uh, I want as many people as possible to know about this. In the first episode of the Looney Tunes show that aired on Cartoon Network between 2011 and 2013, uh, the two gophers, Mac and Tosh, they, it's not important why, but they're on a cruise in the first episode and they keep saying things like, oh, who knew cruising could be so much fun? Yes, we're definitely fans of cruising now. We're cruisers now. And they say it too many times for it to not have been intentional. So I was just watching that last night like, Oh god, who was responsible for this? Uh
1: the same person that was responsible for Daffy and Bugs canonically being a couple.
0: If they're if they're a couple, that's a polyhool going on in that show and their relationship is a little dysfunctional. Uh, but I can see it. <laughs> also in that same episode Rob Paulson plays uh, a guest a game show host and <laughs> This was so funny to me. He's just like after they like win something, he's like, "Gene, tell them what they won." But the way he delivers it is just like, "Gene, tell them what they won." Gene, tell them what they've won. He's like screaming. <laughs> it's so weird. I'm going to I'm going to get you the sound clip so you can edit it into this cuz it's so funny to me. Rob Paulson um from what I've heard of him just like on like when he's been on podcasts and stuff is it's so funny. Like he did he did the bit where he's uh, doing the Carl Weezer voice and he's like, Jesus helps me Jesus helps me trick people <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't do an impression, but it's such a funny bit.
1: That's iconic. Oh yeah, I'm gonna be counting down the days Uh, until we get him on, uh, we get to hear a voice of his on Gravity Falls. Unless you want to spoil it for me now.
0: No, I don't, I don't know, uh, if he's been on Gravity Falls. I thought you were going to say you're counting down the days until we get him as a guest on this podcast. (laughs) Like, yeah, Rob, if you're listening. Yeah. would love to have you.
1: Hell not. I, I I don't do celebrities. I'm, I'm a miss that day.
0: Uh, I do. So I'm going to be on a podcast
1: with Rob Paulson and you won't, so. You have fun. I will. You have fun doing Rob Paulson. I'm going to tell him you pee. I'm going to tell him you pee the bed every night.
0: I'm going to talk so much shit about you because you won't be there to defend yourself. To veteran voice actor Rob Paulson.
1: You know what? I put up with a lot on this show. Well, you but know then what? I you, also you get myself into some sticky situations on this show.
0: Listeners, AJ completely fucked me over during Trivia Murder Party tonight. <laughs> I trusted him and he took the money. I did nothing and he killed me.
1: Yeah, we were playing Trivia Murder Murder party with Ella from the uh, Mystery Shack. Look back, who we're going to have on the show uh, down the line. Look forward to that. And (laughs) I pulled a dirty move. He's a
0: bad man. I'm going to tell Rob Paulson all about it.
1: That's all right.
0: What what were we talking about?
1: Uh, Dipper's smooth chest.
0: Oh yeah, so we were talking something about chest hair. Yeah, Dipper has a smooth chest because he's he's a little baby boy. Uh, he's apparently
1: not- his chest can blind people. It's just that powerful.
0: He's a little. He's a little uh, ghost boy.
1: <laughs> you know what? If you have a chest that is so smooth it can blind people, uh,
0: write to us at into the at the Falls Cast. <laughs> Wait, that's not our.
1: I would call that a very obvious definition of manliness.
0: Yeah, that's a masculine trait if you want it to be.
1: Yeah. I mean anything's a masculine trait if you want it to be.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's really the lesson here.
1: Yeah. And what Dipper wants is chest hair, beards, big muscles and uh not to murder people. And not to murder people who like Baba.
0: Which is a point of contention, but uh, he stands his ground. And we're very, we're very proud of the baby boy for becoming a baby man.
1: Yeah, just standing in front of all these menataurs. Hang on, would the plural be manotaurs or menataurs? We, we gotta hash oh. this out.
0: Oh, 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 I don't know. Well, what does Dipper say? Does he say man manatars? Oh, no, he doesn't- he doesn't use the plural of manatars. He says these- these half bull, half man things, or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. This was one of the episodes that I used to try to get my parents to watch this show. It- it never worked. They- they enjoyed it a little <laughs> bit. Like, my dad- my dad liked the joke about it being a man cave, but that was, like- all I could get from them.
1: Yeah, that 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 was funny. We crash in a mad cave. It's funny cause they literally crashed into a cave.
0: I think I think Charlie Marlowe, also of uh Mystery Shack Look Back, also a future guest on this podcast. I think they said this is their least favorite episode.
1: I mean that opinion is valid.
0: I th- I think they said that. I would ha- I would have to go way far back to see. Um or or I could just ask them now, but they're in bed. Um
1: <laughs> Yeah this this is a li- <laughs> This is probably my least favorite episode thus far, too. It was funny, but just the whole permeation of this idea, that this episode's idea of manliness is just kind of uncomfortable. Especially, like, why... I guess they're not really forcing it on a child because the child is wanting to buy into this, but these guys shouldn't enable Dipper.
0: I th- I think I take it as like, they just don't know better. Like they have been brought up with this idea of what being a man is and they are genuinely wanting to help him in a lot of ways, but they also, they're very misguided and they are in turn misguiding him. Yeah. Like I, I definitely don't take it as the episode is endorsing this. Especially since, like, the lesson is, like, he has to go against something that they're telling him he needs to do in order to be a man. And it's ultimately, like, well, that doesn't really matter. What matters is, like, if you do the right thing.
1: Yeah, I guess in that way the show really succeeds because it uh, takes this idea of manliness to a ridiculous level so much so that it made me uncomfortable. So Good, good on the show for that.
0: Yeah, I definitely think that was the point, is they're making fun of these ideas of masculinity and how people will go so far to prove that they're men, prove that they're manly men. I forgot about, that's another thing about, like, watching this after a long time, is I forgot about fists for nipples.
1: Oh, yeah, that was gross. But it's, like,
0: one of the, it's probably one of the best jokes in the episode. I
1: loved it. (laughs) That was just ridiculous like what do you need to do to achieve all of that
0: you need to drink a lot of dr pepper 10 you remember that
1: oh gosh that's a throwback (laughs) i don't even see that any anymore around all i see is zero and cherry zero
0: yeah i mean that's because the slogan was it's not for women which didn't age well (laughs) and this wasn't even that long ago it was like 10 years ago that they did this
1: (laughs) i guess in some ways it's amazing how far we can go to unlock the secrets of gender in just 10 years.
0: That was f***ing wild that they were doing this in, like, 2010.
1: Yeah, but then, like, Vine people were doing their stuff in 2012, 2013.
0: But this was just, like, such an overt, like, why did they think this was a good PR move? The ambulance, <laughs> They're going to rescue him from being on a date with his girlfriend i guess because it's emasculating and they like save him with dr pepper 10 because it's not for women
1: i can sort of see maybe what they were trying to go for with it maybe they were we're, thinking what were they trying to go for diet sodas are i don't know women drink diet sodas because they want to uh maintain their figure and because and if a man likes diet sodas he's womanly i don't i don't know Aj, I know, you know, I know maybe they were smoking crack
0: i know what they were going for aj what i don't know is why they thought it was a good idea to market something as being not for women not only is it for men it is not for women <laughs> but the joke's on you dr pepper and whoever your parent company is because i can't drink anything carbonated i have sensory processing disorder and i can't tolerate the feeling so there pity i don't want your dr pepperton
1: i feel sorry for you because sparkling water is amazing
0: sparkling water is like being stabbed in the tongue a million times it's spicy
1: water Spicy. (laughs) I heard that somewhere and I was like yeah it's spicy water that's not what
0: spicy is that's not what spicy means (laughs) spicy isn't just it's carbonated that's that's like saying pop rocks are spicy
1: (laughs) you know I, I said it like Damien Haas from Smosh so now I'm convinced that I saw it in a Smosh video
0: I don't know how Damien Haas says the word spicy. I don't think I registered him saying that in anything. I don't know. I know how Stefan says the word spicy. He says like spicy. Spicy.
1: Uh, Spicy. You know, side note, I cannot believe he got through that delivery and then he is unable to get through like another line later on down the line. Because why would you ever say it like that? It's ridiculous. Because
0: he's Bill Hader.
1: Spicy.
0: Spicy. Spicy.
1: I see. i can't even I can't even do it.
0: My favorite that he did, and like it was to the point where I couldn't quote it to someone without laughing, was like New York's hottest club is
1: your mother and I are separating.
0: <laughs> just like he he changes he affects like a completely different voice, just as very serious. It's so funny. <laughs>
1: Oh boy! Yeah, I just find it really funny how uh, John Mulaney would like edit the cue cards like right before this show, so Bill Hader would have no idea what he was going to say. Which, by the way, uh, the Gravity Falls Tourism Board contacted me about that and said they wanted me to do the next episode of Tourist Treats like that. So. I'm a little worried, but I guess we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I guess
0: uh, I got that email. I think they're going to just send the ad copy. Like, we just need to let them know when we're recording and they're going to send the ad copy to the show email and AJ will just read it
1: then. Send me sympathy at at intothefallsatgmail.com. Is that uh, it?
0: What is is our email? (laughs) I don't know. it's into the falls cast at gmail.com.
1: Ah, uh, there we go. I,
0: I think that's in the social media plugs at the end of every episode anyway. Yeah, there was one where um it was after he'd left SNL but he came back to host and John Mulaney came playing Stefan's lawyer and Oh, like, I love that. Yeah, and he like whispers he's like he's like can you still say the word and then John Mulaney you can hear it if you turn the volume up he leans into Bill Hader <laughs> like, and whispers my girlfriend my girlfriend
1: works, works it, at like, Yoshinoya beef, beef Bowl." <laughs>
0: It's like oh, I was gonna say something else, but oh yeah, and dance the night away to the sounds of Donald Duck having a Vietnam nightmare.
1: Oh my God! What does
0: that what does that sound like, AJ? Can you do it? <laughs> I'm embarrassed. That's that's the whole thing. Okay.
1: <laughs> oh, that was horrible. Back to the show. <laughs> so, and uh, by the way, for the record, Donald Duck was featured in a number of. Uh, World War II time cartoon, so I believe it would be more accurate to say he would be having flashbacks to that. I hate to be that guy, but... Don't lie to them, AJ. Actually, you know what? I do it so often. Maybe I maybe I don't hate to be that guy. You
0: love to be that guy. We all know. I need
1: help. I need help. You
0: do need help. What are you doing here?
1: I need to visit the manitors. No, they are not the people you should go to for help. Yes. Agreed. Oh look, time for a break. <laughs> Hey y'all, it's AJ. Back when I was in college, I volunteered at our campus-owned radio station. And boy, did I have a lot of fun there. I made on-air advertisements, not unlike the ones you've heard on this very pod. And I even got to DJ and have my sultry voice broadcast to thousands of people on the air. Oh, those were exciting times. So, for this lovely little ad break... I'm going to do it just like I used to do in my DJ days. I got my copy right here on screen and my mouth right on the mic, like all the great DJs. So let's get it underway. <clears throat> that was Disco Girl, the seminal hit from yesteryear by the Scandinavian sensations BABA. We'll swing right back into the hits here on 97.7 KGVF right after this word from our sponsor widmay game manufacturing and their manliness tester from the creator of the arcade smash that punching bag you see in every arcade comes the new must own for any pizzeria mall hangout or ethnic grocery store the manliness tester it's simple to use just firmly grasp the handle and the machine will decide your self-worth it's a surefire way to get people in the door of your local business in fact, we have a lovely lady in the studio today to tell us all about how the manliness tester raked in the quarters. So tell us, how well has the manliness tester worked for you?
0: The manliness tester saved my restaurant. Sure, a few customers have tried to physically fight my employees over their results, but the patrons who are willing to hinge their entire tab on a piece of wood telling them they're masculine have poured so much money into this business that my waitstaff can finally afford health care. Which is great timing, since one of them just had his arm broken by a guy who took the test and scored a scrawny Johnny. Ooh,
1: what a pity. But you know what they say, those who'd base their entire worth on a meaningless arcade amusement really need therapy. Thanks for joining us, ma'am, and good luck with those pancakes. So call one eight hundred R U A man with two ends to shop the Widmay Manliness Tester available in standard cabinet, bar table, and super deluxe eight-player configurations. Again, that's one eight hundred R U A man. And now back to the music. All right. Hope you enjoyed that. And uh, remember, we're not responsible for you falling for this dumb parody ad. Yada yada. All right. Okay, now, how do I cue the real ad again? It's been so long since I used a computerized radio playlist. I uh, think you tap this. Uh, for no, no, men that's, that's another com. fake ad. Uh, 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 should, oh, no, no, School wait, not whack. homework's whack. whack. Oh, that's going to be whack. in my Prins head whack. now. Whack. Damn it. Uh, whack. Whack. Ha, whack. here it is. is, whack. Whack. Gender is whack. Whack.
0: So we, we were still using CDs in 2012. I remember because I bought Taylor Swift's album Red on CD in the fall of 2012 because I was obsessed with Taylor Swift and I didn't have Spotify at the time. I don't know if Spotify even existed back then. Let me look it up.
1: I think it existed, but I mean, it wasn't what it is today.
0: It's Swedish? Hey,
1: the country that brought us Spotify also brought us Baba.
0: No, Baba's from Iceland, ABBA's from Sweden. It was founded in 2006, so it existed, but no one was really using it. My sister, uh, my older sister used to have a bunch of uh, CDs burned from iTunes from our old giant iMac that we still have, but we never use. Uh, She and her friends would burn CDs and she just had them on rotation in this giant shitty truck we used to have to share.
1: Oh, nice. I wonder what kind of music was uh, on the regular. Let me, let
0: me try to remember. She had uh, Stronger by Britney Spears, but it was a YouTube download of the music video. So like the sound effects and the dialogue were in there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't like that.
0: There was some Rascal Flats on there. That's like all I remember.
1: If I had to Harper a guess, it was probably Life is a Highway. Or, it wasn't uh, Life is a Highway. That was probably What her. the Most. It might
0: have been that. Or it might have been Fast Cars and Freedom. I don't know. This has been the-
1: <laughs> That sounds like every country song ever nowadays it's just fast cars and freedom
0: this has been the into the falls rascal flats minute my dad used to call rascal flats boys who cry because of that one spongebob episode and because the only song he ever heard from them was like was what hurts the most or maybe another sad song i don't know
1: (laughs) that's hilarious
0: i remember like i don't remember who i was talking to i think i might have just been saying it in the st canard server but i said like i'm not even sure if my car has a cd slot so i went outside to check and it does And then one day I was driving and I was curious if, because I couldn't remember ever putting a CD in there or if anyone else had, but I pressed the eject button and there was an Eagles CD in there and I don't know whose it was. It wasn't mine. I don't listen to the
1: Eagles. Only dads listen to the Eagles.
0: Yeah. So it it could have been my parents. It could have been my sisters. It could have been there when we got the car because it was used.
1: Fascinating. I feel like that would be a good mystery to solve on Gravity Falls. Like, where would where would that lead? What kind of monster will we get out of uh, the mysterious CD we found in uh, in Stan's freaking Lincoln or whatever he drives?
0: Well, uh, if it's an Eagle CD, I can only assume it would be the Multi Eagle, the Multi Eagle,
1: the Multi Eagle, the Maltese eagle the Maltese. yeah that's the oft
0: forgotten sequel to the maltese falcon which is on my list on hbo max but i still haven't watched it just like i i had never seen casablanca until like a week ago because of the, they referenced it in space jam 2 and i was like all right fine i'll watch it already
1: yeah they also referenced a clockwork orange on in space jam 2 but that doesn't necessarily mean you should see it
0: aj we could sit here all night and name things that were referenced in space jam 2 but we got to talk about gravity falls
1: yeah looney tunes back in action was better anyway
0: i I still need to rewatch that because I haven't seen it since I was like 15. So uh, what do you think is in the pain hole?
1: Oh boy. (laughs) Uh, It took me a minute to come back to that. Uh, I don't know. I think it's just best we don't find out.
0: I think it's a little feral kid who just bites your hand as hard as he can.
1: Going back to Warner Brothers references, it's that feral kid from Mad Max 2, The Road Warrior.
0: I haven't seen any Mad Max movies. What? Oh, they're nuts. AJ, I didn't watch Casablanca. I got a degree in film and I hadn't seen Casablanca until I saw it referenced in Space Jam 2. So no, I haven't seen a Mad Max movie.
1: You know what? That's okay. There's a whole bunch of films I haven't seen and I guess have no desire to see now because I've moved on to other stuff and because film classes in college are bullshit.
0: Guys, if you have an HBO Max subscription and you want to cry, watch Splendor in the Grass, starring Natalie Wood and Ned Beatty, directed by Elia Kazan. I don't know if that's how you pronounce his first name. I knew, kind of knew what I was getting into because one of my film professors said that, like, without fail, everyone she showed that movie to ended up sobbing and they didn't even know why. I watched it. I cried at the end.
1: I bet the manotaurs would cry at that movie.
0: It's a tough one, emotionally. They would, but they would lie about it.
1: Yeah, it's not manly if you don't confront... It. It's not manly if you confront your emotions. There. See, this is why I'm into voice acting, because there's always a second take.
0: That's one thing uh, that I will give them credit for, is I don't, I don't know the name of the first Manotaur that we meet. But I will give him credit that he encouraged Dipper to express his emotions, to talk them out. That's the one emotionally healthy thing that they did.
1: Yes. I feel like that manator is going to separate himself from his from his brethren uh, down the line and maybe establish his own man cave where he can, uh, you know, maybe set other Manotaurs who, who don't belong to any sort of, I don't want to say cold, but I'm going to say cold. Uh, Maybe steer them in a more positive direction.
0: This episode of Into the Falls is sponsored by BetterHelp. (laughs) Just kidding.
1: Hey, we got anchor. Maybe someday we will get BetterHelp to give us money.
0: Maybe. So S&P Standards and Practices had a a problem with the paint hole when this episode was in production. They're like, what's in it? And Alex Hirsch is just kind of like, it's you. You put your hand in it and you feel pain. It's a pain <laughs> hole. There's pain in there. That's that's it. <laughs> and then of course the when Leader takes the spear out of his chest, uh, they couldn't show actual blood, so they just made it green, and then it was fine.
1: Yeah, that was that was pretty gnarly too.
0: Yeah, it's. I was like like I remembered it, but I watched and I was like, oh, oh no!
1: Literally taking a spear out of your body because it's for kids.
0: Yeah, that's ooh. I mean, they said that they, like, never wrote episodes with kids in mind. Like, they were never thinking, are kids going to get this joke or this reference or is this going to be too scary for kids? They just kind of wrote what they thought was funny and then they just, like, couldn't use swear words or they couldn't show this or that. Uh, and that was really just up to S&P.
1: Yeah. And I think shows are usually better when they're uh, when they're written like that. Because if you try to write something that's... Strictly for kids, your show usually ends up getting put on Disney Junior anyway.
0: Yeah, I will say Bluey is a good show. I watch it sometimes with a kid that I babysit. I think more preschool shows should be like that because they're they're doing this thing where like they have to teach a lesson because it's for preschoolers, but they also don't want the adults to be completely tormented by having to watch it. So they put in some stuff that's legitimately funny.
1: Uh, that's that's uh, that's what I've heard.
0: It's a good show. Um, but it's not the one we do our podcast. Nope. <laughs> uh, so stands in love.
1: Aw, stands in love. Stands in old
0: person love. <laughs> it doesn't doesn't last past this episode because he. I guess they just go on one date and he. It doesn't go well.
1: Yeah, he finds out Susan's a cat lady.
0: She's got too many cats.
1: Yeah, and apparently a couple of them don't like each other.
0: I mean, that's that's just. If you own multiple cats, that's going to happen.
1: Yeah. I guess there's always one or two bad apples in the bunch.
0: Her uh, making them all say hi on the voicemail is just everyone showing their pets during Zoom calls. Yep. I have, I have such a hard time holding back from just going to get a cat and being like, everybody look.
1: I think you did show me your cat uh, one time uh, on a call. I probably
0: did cuz they hang out down here a lot. So Mabel takes a before picture when they're trying to like give give Stan a makeover and like do the my fair lady thing. Then when when she shows the before and after, that's not the before picture she actually took. It's nowhere near it cuz the one she took was when she told him to smile bigger and bigger and bigger. Or no, it's it's when it's when like the flash went off and so he was just like and then the one the one she shows is just him standing there, which is it's fine. It doesn't like ruin the episode. It's just like something I noticed this time around.
1: Yeah, she realized that uh, having an unflattering picture like that would not help her any, so... It was better to just take it again.
0: I love I love that he's worse.
1: Yeah. <laughs> when they do the after he's somehow he somehow downgraded. I mean at least he was clean in that first picture. What happened between uh then and then what what happened there?
0: She asks if he has throw up on his shirt and he says I don't know how to answer that.
1: Don't you know it was mom spaghetti. He's nervous, but on the surface, his party's ready. So, 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 so.
0: so yes? I, I don't know.
1: Um, Can I scratch myself?
0: I love I love Beardy. <laughs> I don't I don't know what's your name, Beardy. It's Beardy.
1: <laughs> yeah, got it right.
0: And like Dippers just admonishing all of them, but he's just smiling. He's just like, it's Beardy. <laughs> I, yeah, I have it's Beardy written with an exclamation point in this because it sounds it sounds like an 80s sitcom. <laughs> it's Beardy. It's Beardy. It's about um. A gay man and a lesbian who move in together and pretend to be married to keep each other in the closet.
1: You know. <laughs> it's Beardy. You know what? That that sounds like something that would be on NBC, like, right after Friends. Move over, Will and Grace. It's Beardy.
0: Probably. No, That that would be, like, another network trying to copy Will and Grace. Like, that's their answer to it. Like how How I Met Your Mother kind of filled the Friends gap, but it was on a different network.
1: Yeah. Like I said before, we all don't know the secrets to gender. See, that's the real lesson here. The secrets of gender are the secrets you make for yourself along the way.
0: That was a bunch of word salad, but I get what you're going for. The last thing I the last thing I want to make absolute sure that I say is Dr. Octobear. <laughs> because I'm pretty sure the multi-bear has eight heads. He's played by Alfred Molina, so it's Dr. Octobear.
1: Yeah, that had to be intentional. I was at first when they were revealing the multi-bear I was like, does this does this bear have multiple arms? Is that why it's called the multi-bear? And then it started looking like two or three or four bears stuck together, like in a big Jenga puzzle. And I'm like, uh, I can see why the Manotaurs hate this person, because...
0: Well, no, they hate him because he likes Baba. Well, yeah, but... They think he's
1: a... <laughs> we, 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 we didn't know that he liked Baba uh, when... When we We, first revealed that
0: when he's when he's standing up, it looks like he has like five heads. But then when he's like chasing Dipper, it looks like eight, I think.
1: I mean, I feel like that was intentional.
0: It's very possible. That's also like the only role I know Alfred Molina from. I know he's he's done a decent amount of voice acting. Um, He was in the How to Train Your Dragon Netflix series. That wasn't great, uh, but he was in that. Um, What else? I don't know. He's been in a lot of stuff.
1: He's our Doc Ock. Just like Adam West is some people's Batman.
0: He's our decock Coats! <laughs> Coats! Oh my god, I forgot to write down codes. What was the code for this one?
1: Oh yeah, is, is that why you didn't want me to watch the credits? Is because you didn't want me to get spoiled for uh, who who guest starred on this show? Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: Okay, the code is Mr. Cesarean will be out next... <laughs> Cesarean. <laughs> I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, I can't think of because it's the Caesar cipher, but Caesarean would be weird. I don't know. But yeah, yeah whatever the case, a, he's it's he Caesarean as in
1: Caesarean section.
0: OK, yeah. So Mr. Caesarean will be out next week. Mr. Atbash will substitute. And that's a different kind of cipher. Uh, we've been using the Caesar cipher this whole time. Next week is going to be the Atbash cipher. I'm not sure uh, how to do the Atbash cipher because I know the Caesar cipher is uh, you move each letter three letters behind in the alphabet and that decodes it. I don't know what you do for Atbash.
1: That'll be one to look up. And you know yeah. uh, you'll have to put your uh, you'll have to put your code in the thumbnail in that cipher next week.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, there's there's a way to do it because like the way I do it now is uh, there's a website. Um, called The Mystery of Gravity Falls, where you just put in whatever that is, and you can either make something into a code or you can decode something. I don't know who made that or if it's official, but it's been up for a a while.
1: Fancy. A
0: very long time. Uh, I don't know if it was up when the show first started, but it's still up now.
1: I gotta wonder, one last thing about the manators, manators. Uh, How educated are they? Like, is there a... Is there a school for manators where they learn manly math, manly writing, and uh, manly philosophy?
0: I would assume that they learn basic speaking, reading, and social skills, uh, and maybe P.E. Um, other than that, I think their education is mostly in toxic masculinity.
1: They learn the proper way to punch your friend in the face and not have it be rude.
0: Yeah, well in their culture maybe it's not rude. I think in their culture it's perfectly acceptable in certain circumstances.
1: Or maybe if you punch uh maybe if you punch your friend with three with three fingers closed, maybe then it's a it's a gesture of uh companionship, friendliness.
0: Well, then you're going to break your pinky.
1: Nah, men don't break their pinky.
0: They get they get injured. It's just a matter of how they respond to it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I suppose if they did get injured, then the pain hole wouldn't be the pain hole. It would just be the hole. And they'd have to fist the hole. But that's not special.
0: Oh, it was your do- It was your fault this time. AJ did it this time. Everyone shame him. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think this is the second episode in a row where we've actively encouraged our <laughs> listeners to bully you. Um, Whatever,
1: I deserve it. I'm a glutton for punishment.
0: So the next episode.
1: It's called Mabel versus the love bug. And there's a special cameo by Herbie.
0: I think there's some rights issues tied up in that. Um, Really?
1: They're both owned by Disney.
0: Yeah, but Disney, it's like how they couldn't use Mickey Mouse and DuckTales.
1: Oh, yeah, that's that's just Disney being a dick.
0: The next episode is Double Dipper.
1: That's a nice title.
0: It's a perfect title.
1: Dipper leans into his own idea of masculinity a little too far, and then. Good night, everybody! This has
0: been Into the Falls. You can find me at Mabel Page Pines on Twitter and Instagram. That's Mabel P-A-G-E Pines. I'm also May Page on YouTube and Film Knife on Medium and WordPress. That's where I post my film reviews and essays, editorials, etc. You can follow the show on Twitter at The Falls Cast, all one word, and Into the Falls Podcast on YouTube. And I will hand it
1: off to AJ. My fandom of choice is Disney Ducks and their many spinoffs, so for lots of that, follow me on Twitter at AJ underscore the underscore blue jay or tumblr at aj dash the dash blue jay. into the falls is hosted and produced by mary mckeon and aj sanchez with music by kevin mcleod thanks for listening and until next time trust no one Dipper leans into his own idea of masculinity a little too far and then starts getting uh, mistaken for a woman.
0: What? What did, no, what did that mean?
1: You know what? I don't know. Sometimes, no, sometimes explain, I say things and I rush- don't understand what they mean.
0: What? This is gonna haunt me for the rest of my life. You can't just say that and not explain
1: yourself. <laughs> There's nothing to. How expl- does
0: that? What does that have to do with the title "Double
1: Dipper"? I don't know. He leans. He wants to go one way in this episode, and then uh, in the next one, he goes the other way. He's he's.
0: How is that double? What is know. what is what are any of those words you said? That should be our post credit scene.
1: Yeah, let's just let's just keep on bullying me.
0: Yeah, uh, keep this. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by the Coalition for Bullying AJ. Uh, it's a very good cause. I'm um, I'm honored to have them partner with us on this.
1: You know what? We're gonna do two fake ads this episode. We're gonna do one tied into this episode, and then you're gonna write one called the the Coalition to Bully AJ.
0: You all know, AJ. He will earn your trust and jackbox party pack and then completely f*** you over. Yeah, what a dick. That guy sucks, doesn't he? Go bully him. He likes this person? Alyssa Milano will be there. Where'd he come from? Imagine there's a child in front of you, and he's this f- dumb piece of s*** sh- with blue hair and obsessed with ducks and just the f***ing worst. So <laughs> let's, let's make his life
1: miserable. <laughs> this little dweeb who doesn't know when to shut his damn mouth.
0: Imagine nothing he says makes any fucking sense, and he fucking sucks, and he's the worst, and I hate him. <laughs> but not that much because he uh, agreed to do this podcast with me, and he does all the editing. Um, <laughs> yeah, I work hard.
1: <laughs> I work hella hard for the $10 that we get from Anchor for these episodes.